If you have your Bibles with you, or got your Bible apps, <laughs> Revelation chapter 21. Thank you, Lord, for your presence today. Congratulations to all those who got baptized in water. Amen. Revelation 21. Woo! Thank you, Lord. I've been teaching in a series. I want to finish up today, I believe, uh, that I'll, I'll, I'll move on. But this series is called Heaven Yes, Hell No. Amen. And we've been teaching on the subject of heaven and hell. Uh, we, we took a couple weeks on, on hell. We've been spending the last few on heaven. I want to continue talking about heaven today. You know, heaven, as we discussed last week, is paradise. There are trees there. There, there are rivers. There are mountains and valleys. There, 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 there is food to enjoy. There are wonderful sounds. Uh, it is a place of ever-increasing learning and unhindered access to God. Amen. There'll be Q&A with God Himself, and you can trust the answers. All these things we've seen from Scripture do exist in heaven. There are many, 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 many people there. And the cool thing about it is they're all nice. <laughs> they're all enjoyable. I mean, even the quirky ones that we, you know, that you run from right now, they will be de-quirkified. And maybe your love get, your love walk will take a boost too. <laughs> and uh, but there'll be no, there'll be anyone there that totally annoys us. <laughs> and uh, there'll be no pain, no crying, no sorrow, and, and there won't be no there won't be any need to resist the devil. How many know that's an earth event? Here, if you want heaven in your life, you have to resist the devil. You must, or he will run rampant in your life he's come to steal kill and destroy and so you must say in the name of Jesus I resist you but there there'll be no need because there will be no attack no opposition no devil no demonic anything what else are we going to do in heaven I mean besides just like pure enjoyment <laughs> besides the time of fellowship and worship of God himself what else are we going to do in heaven? Well, let me give you a, a couple clues as to some of the things the Scripture says. Uh, well, you're going to have a job. <laughs> and everyone said, oh. <laughs> Serious? I thought that was like retirement. No, actually, we're all going to have responsibilities. We're going to have jobs. Now, if we think about it in the earthly sense... We think, oh, great, nine to five, you know. We're, we're thinking about the, you know, the, the, what's the, the, what's that wheel? The hamster wheel? <laughs> and uh, no, don't think, don't think about it that way. Uh, but Jesus taught us, Matthew 25 is one example, that what we do here with what's been given to us, how we, our faithfulness with God's gifts inside of us now will determine what we do there. So faithfulness here produces a better outcome there and it will determine our, our job assignments, what we're going to do. Now again, if someone thinks of, of job or working in a negative sense, don't. 
Hey, don't inter interpret it through a human lens. Even in the Garden of Eden, Adam was given a job to tend and keep the garden. It wasn't him just sitting around saying, oh, I'm bored out of my mind. What am I going to do? No, God gave him an assignment, something to do, and it was done with joy and great fulfillment and, 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 and satisfaction. It's just he didn't work at that time, and we won't, by the sweat of our face. We think of wearing ourselves out and it's, a, it's grievous to us. No, no, it's us operating in our calling, our gifting, without flaw, without reservation. It's a perfect fulfillment of who you are and you get to do it for the Lord. It's quite enjoyable. And, and, but we will, we will all be doing certain things. And, you know, I, I, I can remember even my, my grandpa, one of my two grandpas, um, but by the time I was old enough to have memory of him, and I have quite a few memories, but time I was old enough, he was already retired, but he wasn't that old. Uh, he retired at a young age because he had worked in the dairy business and saved up enough money, and I guess he thought he was going to be done. By the time I got around him and, and really remember being around him, he was working again. And it wasn't because he ran out of money. It's because he just wanted, he wanted to do something. I think that's built into us. Uh, sometimes people retire too young here on the earth and they, they go to work not because of need, but because they want to do something. You, want, you and I will want to do things forever, and we will. And it will be quite, like I said, enjoyable. In fact, Jesus talked about how we will rule and reign with Him. So there's, you can see some kind of structure, some kind of uh, system where we are given leadership and given, given charge. Uh, Paul wrote to the Corinthians and said that we would judge angels. So believers, part of the church, would judge angels. I don't fully know what that looks like, but it shows me some of uh, my involvement in heaven. Of course, we're all going to serve. We're all going to serve each other. There's no selfishness there. No one's going to be saying, gimme, gimme, gimme. What about me? It's all about me. And no, we're all going to be, hey, can I do anything for you? Can I get anything for you? Anything you need? We're all just going to, it's just a loving atmosphere of, of serving forever. But our gifts will be fully realized and utilized. And you can do what you do here, but better. And without grief <laughs> and without hindrance. I mean, do you like to build? You can build there. You want to create? You create there. You want to explore? You can explore there. I mean, I think certain jobs here won't be needed. You know, if you break things, you know, or if you fix things that are broken, there's nothing going to be broken. So there'll be an outlet. No hospitals needed. Uh, but, the, but, but I tell you what, God wants to use every single one of us, and it's not just in this life, it's ongoing forever. Praise God. Did you find Revelation 21? Uh, I want to read just a few or several verses here to give us a little bit of description. We've talked about uh, different places in heaven and what they look like to some degree. And in Revelation 21, in, beginning in verse 10, talking about an angel here, he says, And he carried me away in the Spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Her light was like... A most precious stone. So notice the language again. Well, it was like this. Because he's interpreting things the best way he can. He's seeing the glories of heaven and saying, It's like this. He said, like a jasper stone. Like uh, clear as crystal. 
also she had a great and high wall with twelve gates and twelve angels at the gates and names written on them which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, three gates on the west. And so we can see there's direction there. Kind of similar to what we know here. We see some of the, the, the stones. Remember when we said God created heaven and earth and they're quite a bit alike? In, I don't want to go back through that again. But you see some of the same uh, precious stones here. They are there as well. And I know sometimes we wonder, and it's a good question to ask, what's the deal with the gates? What's the thing? What about the wall and, and all this? Uh, I, can, I can speculate to a degree, and you can see whether you uh, see this as accurate, but um, there's obviously no enemies there. Uh, but there's a, there's a gate, there's a, there, gates are open, but there's a wall, there's these gates. Maybe it's just a, a boundary line distinguishing a city from not city. You know, heaven's a massive place. There are many, many people there, and not everything is city. There is also outside the city. Maybe it's just a, a distinguishing characteristic that says, now you're in the city because there's these walls and there's an entrance point. Okay? At the same time, uh, I don't know for sure that all people go in the city whenever they want. I mean, we can make assumptions and, say, and think, hey, it's heaven. We all have access to the whole planet and every building and everything that there is at all times. But we'd be guessing at that if we said that. And maybe it's entirely possible that we're in heaven and then God gives people access or entrance or permission or invitation to go, at, to, go to certain places at certain times and other people He doesn't, at that, not at that time. Consider that possibility. Gears are turning, gears are turning. How many know, if you read the scripture, you'll find out that heaven, the, the, the economy of heaven is not socialist. You see in the principles of the kingdom, you see in the teachings of Jesus, when he talked about those who have more will be given, those who don't have, what they have will be taken away, right? It, it is not that everything is universally equal in heaven, no. There are some things that we all have, and there are some things that some people have and others don't. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And so... Again, I think a lot of this is probably based on our relationship. It's based on our faithfulness here, what we get, what we have access to, and how soon we get it, and how soon we have access to it. But, you know, if you have, a, if you have a, just a mediocre relationship with God, if you're what I described earlier by the Spirit of God, by the way, and you're, you're, a, you're a, you know, dip your toe in the pool kind of Christian, you know, as opposed to jumping in, going all in with God... I, I'm not, we're, all, we're going to the same place. We're going to the same heaven, but will, will it be the same experience for all? I mean, those who have a deep and ongoing fellowship and relationship with God every single day of their lives down here, won't that be reflected there? I think that sounds natural to me. And it may be that some have a, have a deeper relationship with God when they go to heaven. Amen. Sounds like people are thinking. Say, can you hear us thinking? I can. I can't. But all these things, you're, you are who you are when you go to heaven. Saved, forgiven, but your relationship with God, your prayer life here does matter there. I'll show you more of that as we go on. Let's read verse 14. Uh, it, it reads, Now the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and on them were the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And he who talked uh, with me had a gold reed to measure the city, its gates, its wall. The city is laid out as a square. Its length is as great as its breadth. 
And he measured the city with the reed 12,000 furlongs. How many know that's a lot of furlongs? <laughs> its length, breadth, and height are equal. Then he measured its wall 144 cubits according to the measure of a man, that is, of an angel. And so he gives us the dimensions of this city, and let me interpret for you a little bit. I, I know we don't carry around furlong measurements in our mind. That's just trying to, it's like trying to figure out kilometers. <laughs> how long is a meter again? How long, <laughs> how long is, a, how far is a kilometer? Uh, what's a furlong? Well, a furlong, that 12,000 furlongs equals about 1,500 miles. Okay, this is uh, from Boise to just past Chicago. Okay, squared and cubed. So, 1,500 miles, 1,500 miles, 1,500 miles. This is a very massive city. And if you're thinking, I don't really get that tall part. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I don't fully get how something can be 1,500 miles tall, too. What does that look like? And probably the, the life that we're conditioned to living and, you know, with gravity and all the things here are probably quite different there. You know, it's like, that's a long elevator ride. <laughs> Hop in the elevator from here to Chicago, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, again, things will be different there. But what I see is this is a massive, massive city. And it's not going to be crowded. But if you think, if you think big city New York, and you picture the, the skyline and all that kind of stuff, get that, out of your, get that little puny place out of your mind. Are you with me? And get concrete out of your mind too. <laughs> and asphalt. No concrete and asphalt there. It's just not one of the chosen materials that God uses to build things. Let's keep reading. Uh, verse 18. The construction of its wall was of jasper, and the city was pure gold, like clear glass. So think of gold. We like gold. Most people appreciate and value gold. It has a value, and sometimes we like what it looks like. You know, I have this gold wedding ring. And uh, especially if it gets polished up, I think, oh, that looks pretty good. It's nice and shiny and nice and goldish. And, and I don't even know what the carrots. You bought this for me. What, is that, did you get a good one? It was a long time ago. You, are you talk, referencing your memory? Or, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but even if you've got some nice gold jewelry that really sparkles and everything, once you compare it to the gold used in heaven, you'll go, ugh. Get rid of that. Because, well, I can't even see through this gold. Yeah, the gold there, and the city is made out of it. It's, it's clear. It's pure gold. Verse 19. The foundation of the wall of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper. The second, sapphire. The third, chalcedony. chalcedony the fourth, emerald. The fifth, sardonyx. Uh, the sixth, sardius, the seventh, chrysolite, the eighth, beryl, the ninth, topaz, the tenth, chrysopase, praise, 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 uh, the eleventh, jacinth, the twelfth, amethyst, the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each individual gate was one pearl. 
That's a honking pearl. Think about that clam. Think about the clam chowder. And the street of the city was pure gold like transparent glass. We always talk about the gold streets, but it's the street, it's the walls, it's, and all these other press. It, this is beyond imagination. This is amazingly beautiful. It's God-ordained, God-constructed. And he said, but I saw no temple in it. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light. So this is what makes me wonder again, like I shared a few weeks ago, how maybe heaven is outside of our physical universe in a different dimension of some kind because it's not relying upon a star for light. The glory of God lights everything up. We... We've had a little bit of experience with that here. I know a couple of years ago, we were having some services on our, our believers meetings on Wednesday nights, and, and, uh, and we were debriefing with the, the Bible college students, and, and a person lifted up their hand. They said, I was up there, and I was being prayed for, and I saw this really bright light, this really bright light. And they said, and I looked to make sure it wasn't like one of the lights, the stage lights. They said, it wasn't that. It was this really bright light. And... And when they said that, we had people all over the room say, I saw that too. I saw that too. And they, people kept testifying of this bright light. And I said, well, listen, you guys, that's the glory of God. I didn't see it. I didn't know they were experiencing that. But they were experiencing a measure of God's glory. It's what's going to be in this city forever. It just lights everything up. In our glorified body, we're not going to squint. We're not going to need sunglasses. We'll be able to handle it. But there's something about God's glory that is just bright. Isn't that cool? And uh, we get little tastes of these things here and there on earth. I, I know in, in, in uh, some services several years ago, we were doing a healing service actually. And, and I had, I, we had laid hands on people and prayed for them. And, 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 and I was having different people testi testify. Different individuals were testifying. I got healed of this. This happened. And uh, anyway, one person uh, lifted up their hand. And they said to me, um, they, they yelled out from the back, they said, my daughter, who was a teenage daughter who was sitting next to them, said, Mom, what's that smell? And, 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 and she, said, she said, well, that's, that's the glory of God. That's the presence of God. And she said that, and I'm up, up, I'm up in the front thinking, wow, I, they just planted a seed in my mind, so I don't want to, you know, like, just make it be mental. I stepped back as far as I could because I'm, 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 my nostrils, if you were, were full of this fragrance as well. It's like a flower. Like, I'm like, and I wanted to make sure I wasn't smelling anyone's perfume. <laughs> I was backing up, backing up with no one looking, no one noticing. I'm backing up, and I got to tell you, I said, I said, I smell the glory of God. I said, how many of you could tell me, just be honest with you, how many, in that service, I said, how many of you can smell the very presence, the fragrance of heaven in this place right now? And it wasn't here, and it was all over the place, not 100% of the people, but all over the building, people were saying, I smell that, I smell that, I smell that. Heaven is a place of wonderful smells. Hell is a stinky place. Oh! Heaven is full of the great delight for all of the senses. Amen. But anyway, we see here that it is, of, it is a great light. Verse 24, the nations and the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light. And the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it. Its gates shall not be shut at all by day. There, is, there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. But there shall 
by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. So there are going to be no bad people there. There's going to be no defilement, no sin, no corruption, none of that. But only what? Those whose names are written in the book. There's a great book called the Lamb's Book of Life. I remember I was in a meeting years ago with a great evangelist. And he used this, uh, this great illustration. He started talking about the Lamb's Book of Life and asking uh, uh, about people's names written in the Book of Life. He said, he said in the service, what if a big angel came down right here, right now in this service with this big, honking, massive book, the Lamb's Book of Life. And he set it down up here and he, he, said, he said to everyone, how many of you would want to come up here and see if your name was written in that book? And when he said that, I thought he just got him. <laughs> because hands started going up. Boop, boop. I want to see if my name's written in that book. And he hooked him. <laughs> he said, then your name's not in the book. If you don't know if it's in there, you need to get saved today. You need to receive eternal life. And people flooded forward. And they repented and gave their lives to the Lord. And how many know they can be assured? <laughs> their name is written in the book of life. Is your name written in the book? Come on. How many know your name is written in the book of life? Come on. And if you don't know it, giddy up. Come on. Get your pen. I mean, you just need to receive eternal life. Praise God. And so, uh, this is why we do have to talk about heaven and hell, by the way. Yeah. Real, 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 real places. You know, Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 12 reads this way. It reads this way. Uh, Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. See, this planet, by the way, in its current condition is temporary. People talk about global warming. Global melting is what actually is going to happen. It's all going to melt with fervent heat because God's going to make all things new. I mean, there's so much trash in California now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's like, how are we going to clean that up? What about the, the great Pacific garbage patch? <laughs> you know, in the ocean out there, all the trash, it's all going to melt one of these days and it'll all be cleaned up. Hallelujah. <laughs> Nevertheless, we, according to His promise, look for new heavens and a new earth which righteousness in which righteousness dwells now now think about this we look for these things my question to you is do you look for this are you looking with great hope expectation anticipation of heaven i hope we've defined it to some degree to that would make you want it would make you long for it and desire it if a person is not looking forward to anticipating um, their arrival in heaven, here's a real possibility. And I want to challenge you with this. It might be because all of your treasure is here. When your treasure is there, that's where your heart is. When your treasure is here, sometimes you think of heaven and think, ah, I don't know, I kind of like my life here. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 6. Verse 19, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. 
But lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Notice what he said about that. He said, lay up treasures for who? For yourselves. Why would I lay up a treasure in heaven for myself? Maybe that reveals a little bit about heaven that we have not grasped. Maybe I'm going to need this treasure there. Maybe what I do now that lays up treasure for me there will be useful in my eternal existence with God. Say, what if I don't? Then you won't have what some other people have in heaven. Say, I thought everything would be equal in heaven. You thought wrong. Where did we ever read that? Amen, amen. Now listen, watch. Heaven is not a reward. Heaven is a gift. It's a gift. You can't earn. You can't buy it. You can't earn it by doing good things. You don't earn it by coming to church today. You cannot deserve it. You don't deserve it. You cannot earn it. You cannot merit heaven. It is a gift from God that all of us either receive or we reject. Right? However, rewards are another thing. There is the gift of eternal life and heaven and God's presence and no one will be, again, there's no sadness, no sorrow, and, and, and all that stuff is true for everyone, but there are rewards that are not equal. I wonder if sometime, if some of us are going to go up to heaven and we'll get a partas- participation ribbon. <laughs> Welcome to heaven. <laughs> we got our ribbon. And we look around and you say, well, where did you get all that stuff? Well, when you were goofing around, I was serving God on the earth. <laughs> You were spending all your money on yourself. I was giving. You were doing all this stuff. I actually had a prayer life and a relationship with God. And, and, and no one's going to be jealous or envious of one another. But we're going to say, way to go, man. You did what I should have done and put her there. How do you like my ribbon? <laughs> I think of it sometimes like, like we download apps on our, our, our phones. And how many know you go to the you go to the app store and sometimes you'll see this app and oh that's a good app I want to try that one out I want to use this and you look at the cost and it's free, boom, I'll download that thing right now free. But then underneath it says in app purchases, right? In other words, you can use the app for free, but there is a bunch of other components to it that you may want to use and you'll have to buy those. Yeah, when you receive eternal life, kaboom free. You're in. You're in forever. You can enjoy it forever. But there are certain components to eternal life. Maybe it's where we go and what we do and, and, and our access to different things. We, we see little hints here and there in Scripture. We don't fully understand. But maybe some of what I'm going to be doing, I know that for a fact, is tied to what I do right here. Is tied to my treasure. I've put a boatload of treasure up there, so I can't wait to get to it. And if you're thinking, junk, I don't have anything up there. Well, we're still here, aren't we? 
Amen. We're still here to serve God the best we know with all that we are and all that we have. Give Him our fullness of our lives. We'll be rewarded both in the here and now, and we will be rewarded there as well. Praise God. Amen. (laughs) And so Jesus said this. I'll finish with this today in Matthew chapter 5. Blessed, verse 11, blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Look, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. What did he say? Who gets the great reward in heaven? Those who were persecuted here. Does he say, great is your reward to everyone? No. He singles out a particular group. And who is this? These are people who live righteously and at times are mocked, attacked, made fun of, or in different parts of the world right now, right now, are being killed. They're being, they're being martyred for their faith in Jesus. It's happening right now more than it ever has in history around the planet. What's happening? Your stand for the Lord. You're taking the abuse, if you will. Uh, the persecution is stacking up rewards for you in heaven. There are people, like I said, that, have, that are dying today, some in brutal ways, for their faith in the Lord. What are we going to do with them when we get, in he- we get to heaven? I don't know exactly how they'll be identified, but probably more than the ribbon. And we'll say, wow, you gave your life for this testimony. Wow, you served God all your days. Wow, you did this and you gave up this. And in some way, we are going to be able to honor them. To high-five them and say, way to go. We are being, they are going to receive, what Jesus said, a great reward there. So I'm in this... I'm not earning my salvation, I'm not earning God's love, not earning my righteousness and standing with Him. It's all a free gift from God. But now, if I will live with heaven on my mind and consider eternity and all my decision making and how I live my life, I know for certain I have the ability to stack up rewards in eternity. I have the ability to, uh, to determine my job assignments in heaven by how faithful I am right here, right now. Amen. Praise God. The Lord is so good. Thank you, Lord. Anybody ready to go to heaven? (laughs) Thank you, Lord. If you.